On this Friday, we're talking rain, where to see 410 sprint cars this weekend, the Dairyland Showdown and XR versus Flow. Let's go. Today is Friday, May 6th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We'll kick things off with what is probably the biggest issue this weekend, and that's rain. It's already been a tough week around the country with rain out, uh, rain outs, and it's probably going to get worse over the next few days. Pretty large weather system is affecting a lot of the eastern part of the United States, and we've had a bunch of cancellations at dirt tracks already. We mentioned the Outlaws and USAC at Eldora is already off. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series weekend at Ponderosa and Florence was postponed yesterday. The Florence show has been rescheduled for Thursday, June 30th, while officials are still working on a makeup date for Ponderosa. We now won't see the Lucas Lay models until later this month on May 20th at 300 Raceway. We've also lost the MLRA at Lake Ozark, the weekly shows at Attica, Jacksonville, Livonia, Bedford, Gas City, Williams Grove, Lernerville, and Farmer City. We also won't see the ULMS Lay models at Big Diamond, and that's just what I've seen so far this morning on Twitter. So if you live in the east, make sure to check with your track or series before you head out. I'm sure we're not done yet. On the flip side, though, all of these cancellations should provide at least a brief respite from the ongoing tire shortages. For example, with the Outlaws uh, canceled, the All-Stars off and 410 racing across Ohio and Pennsylvania in pretty big jeopardy, there should be more H15s to go around in the coming weeks. So rain bad, but more tires good. If you're a 410 Sprint Car fan, keep an eye on Saturday at Knoxville and Sunday at Hussets. Those two places look to be in pretty good shape for weather over the next few days. And with the big series off, I would not be surprised to see a lot of guys head that direction to race. We already know uh, Kerry Madsen and that Roth team are Knoxville and Hussets bound. And Rudine Racing also tweeted that uh, Corey Eliason and that 26 group are headed to Knoxville on Saturday. So if you're the, uh, in those areas or have a Dirt Vision subscription, those will be two very good shows to check out uh, if you want a little 410 action. Both Knoxville and Hussets are paying 5000 to win each night. One event that we don't have to worry about rain this weekend is the Dairyland Showdown up at Mississippi Thunder Speedway in Wisconsin. The World of Outlaws Layout Models and USMTS Modifieds kicked off a three-night program last night with full racing. Things look good for the next two nights as well, and the competition and payouts ramp up towards Saturday. Last night with the Outlaws, it was all Bobby Pierce out front. He finished second in his heat to make the redraw, then drew the pull for the feature. The green flag, he set sail, and even though he had to handle a couple of restarts, he was never really challenged out front. He led all 40 laps to earn the $10,000 victory. And I'll go ahead and claim a win here as well, as I picked Pierce on yesterday's show. The correct pick brings me to 20% for the season, or 12 of 59 correct win picks. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula is now two back of me, with it sitting at 10 of 59. Behind Pierce, Stormy Scott, Mike Marler, Kate Dillard, and Tyler Bruning completed the top five. Points leader Dennis Herb Jr. grabbed a top ten. I believe he was seventh, while Max Blair was down in 15th. Jonathan Davenport had issues and ended up 21st on the night. The field included 38 entries last night, and of that group, it looks like Garrett Alberson was the only Lucas regular to tow north after their weekend was lost. We'll get one more tonight as well as Brandon Shepard will apparently head up to Mississippi Thunder and compete tonight in Boom Briggs' backup car. And I wonder if that might be a little opportunity for Briggs and Richards to get some more perspective from the Rocket House car driver on their cars and setups as those two have really struggled so far this season. We'll see if any other guys will head to Wisconsin tonight or tomorrow as well. 
In the top 10 for Dennis Erb saw him extend his points advantage to now 54 markers over Max Blair. Tyler Bruning and Tanner English are the only two other drivers really within any sort of striking distance. As for some win picks tonight, with Brandon Shepard being in the field, the prediction formula has him at the top of the list. Obviously, I think that will be a tall task, though, uh, with him to win uh, driving that uh, without him driving that Rocket One car with him being in that Briggs car. I think I'm going to go off the rails again and choose Stormy Scott tonight. He was really solid last night, finishing second, and you've got to watch those modified drivers on some of these modified tracks. Wouldn't sleep on Jonathan Davenport either. He was quick in qualifying last night before having issues through the rest of the program. If they can get things straightened out tonight, he could be a factor as well. If you can't get to Mississippi Thunder, you can watch all of the action with the World of Outlaws live on Dirtvision. In the USMTS feature, Lucas Schott handled the field for his first series one of the season and 11th of his career. He is a past track champion there and a USRA national champion as well. And he looked like it, uh, definitely looked like it leading all 30 laps last night. Rodney Sanders charged from ninth to finish second, but he couldn't make a bid for the win on a final late restart. Carlos Ahumada Jr., De uh, Dustin Sorensen, and Zach Vanderbeek completed the top five. Sorensen maintains the points lead with still two nights to race this weekend. Tonight, the Mod Guys will race for $5,000 to win with ten grand up for grabs on Saturday. Don't forget, with the streaming stalemate we have right now, you can only watch the USMTS portion of these nights over on Race and Dirt. In the YouTube comments from yesterday, David asked about the upcoming XR and Flow Racing late model shows that will be in conflict with each other next week. XR is at Charlotte for four days, three of which pay $25,000 to win, and the final day pays $50,000 to win. This goes right up against that Illinois Speed Week deal that includes those two flow nights at Spoon River and Lincoln, plus the Mars nights at Farmer City and Fairbury. The flow shows pay $22,000 to win, Farmer City is fifteen dollars to win, and Fairbury is $30K to win. So more money will be won at Charlotte, but do Midwest guys want to tow all the way to North Carolina? Obviously, that's the question here. For those running the Flow Series full-time, you may see them race Wednesday and Thursday with Flow, then head to Charlotte for the two weekend nights. I think Jonathan Davenport is probably going to be an example of this. He's listed as an expected entrant for the XR races, but Flow also is claiming him as a committed full-timer for the Flow Series. Right now, the XR, uh, the XR entrant list includes at names like Scott Bloomquist, Ricky Weiss, Kyle Strickler, Mason Ziegler, Joseph Joyner, Chase Briscoe, Dale McDowell, Jimmy Owens, Fergie's on that list, Tim McCready, Kyle Bronson, Chris Madden, Davenport, Brandon Overton, and a lot more. On the flip side, the Flow Series says JD, Brandon Shepard, Bobby Pierce, Tyler Erb, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Ryan Gustin will all race for that series championship. And I don't know what his exact schedule is, but I'd imagine Kyle Larson will run a lot of those Flow shows as well, even if it's not full-time. He's currently second in the point standings, and he does carry that Flow Racing sponsorship. David wanted to know what my thoughts were on the situation. I think it's interesting. Michael Rigsby and Ben Shelton created that Flow Series as a midweek deal, and they are playing nice with the Outlaw and Lucas schedules to draw, uh, try and draw plenty of big names to those races. None of those Flow shows are scheduled on top of the big series. On the flip side, Barry Braun and the XR guys have come in and upset the Apple car and have scheduled against a lot of the uh, events and series that are kind of part of that late model establishment. And next week is going to be a perfect example of what happens. Some will go one direction, some will go the other, and yet a third group will try to toe the line and race both, like Davenport. I think it's a great time to be a late model driver because there are obviously more opportunities than probably ever before to race for big money. But I'm curious to see how sustainable all of this is in the coming years. Can this all coexist when you're fighting for the same pools of drivers and fan dollars between tickets and streaming? I'm not really sure. 
We'll talk more about all of this racing coming up on next week's dailies. And we are well north of 20 shows on the streaming schedule today with a lot more to come this weekend. More tracks are opening for the year, even uh, even with some of the other bigger races and series called off over the next three days. There's still plenty of racing happening, a lot of regional and local action. To see the full daily streaming schedule through the weekend uh, with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today and this week. Enjoy the dirt racing weekend ahead. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.